Hey everybody, quick uh, note before the show starts. My audio is a bit weird. Discord is what we recorded on today, and Discord was giving me issues all morning. So sometimes my words don't come in fully clear, but Darby comes in pretty great, and she's really the focus on the episode, so all you really need to hear is what Darby has to say. Uh, Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Comic Books Matter podcast. I am your host, Jesse, and with us today to talk about a comic book character that has changed her life is someone you might have seen on Twitter at Legend of Darby. It's someone who is passionate about uh, comic books, but the thing you might know her most about is her love for uh, our Sith Lord and Savior, um, Jar Jar Binks. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, so Darby, if uh, the, I mean, as we talked about just a second ago, um, this is a show to talk about our passions of about characters, stories, anything about comics that impacted us. Um, and I know today you're going to be talking about Harley, but uh, if you want to introduce yourself a bit and tell everybody kind of what your like uh, background into comics is and kind of the journey to get to Harley. Yeah. So my. I kind of grew up with a family that likes comic books. My uncle was really, really into comic books. So I'd always go in like the basement and read all the comics and just kind of search through them, like the Star Wars ones. And then I started watching the animated series around high school, like the Batman animated series around high school. And I just kind of fell in love with Harley and I bought, all of her comics and anything related to her from the 2000 to 2003 series and Gotham City Sirens. And that's what kind of got me into like, wow, this is me. This is my character. Uh, I also did some cringy um, Tumblr like roleplay Harley Quinn. And like, I don't remember how old I was, but it was... It was very cringy, but it made me feel a lot closer to her and having a better understanding of her. So just- it's funny that you talk about the the cringy Tumblr role playing because I feel like the more people I talk to that are really into certain characters or are really into like the comic book community as a whole, somewhere in their path is cringy role playing. Because even with really? myself, I had cringy Instagram role playing with friends. <gasps> oh my had- god. Yeah, we had like a whole like we called ourselves the Insta League, and like oh, we I had, love it. Yeah, we had a whole group, and it was moderated, and we had private role playing sessions where we were on like kick, but then we had the public ones on post, and like it was a whole like we created like long arcs. It was a whole thing, and that's what really got yeah. me a lot too was just doing that and practicing with that. Yeah, I actually found my blog the other night. And I was reading through it, and I was like, wow. Like, 
oof, <laughs> big oof. <laughs> and it was just so funny how much I like, I was looking through it and I was like, wow, I did not talk to one single Joker role player. Like, not one. I had all these other like crazy ships that I still stand by. Uh, Harley Quinn Nightwing, amazing. Love it. I did that eventually. Yeah, and I'm so into it. I still have not seen the movie. I own it, but I haven't watched it yet. That's fair. I, I'm i really bad at watching the animated movies. And I'm also really bad at watching the shows. Like, I still need to watch the Harley show. I will get to it. Like, I promise. I just, I've just been rewatching the Tangled series, so. I'm bad at watching shows, too. I'm watching shows from, like, the 40s right now, just because, like, that's how far back I am. Um, <laughs> you gotta catch up. Eventually, I'll get there. Um, but when it comes to Harley, when you first got introduced to her in the anime series, what about her? Like, we're like, oh, that person, I like, I see myself in that person. Did you feel that while watching the anime series, oh, or was it until later when you read the comics? It was. It was mostly started with the animated series, and I was like, like, I am also a bubble-headed blonde bimbo. Like, this is great. I also have had abusive relationships and that kind of seeing her be like yeah no fuck you and her being like oh but like there's still these good parts kind of made me realize like oh that was abusive and I can step over it like she did and kind of go on my own way so I was like wow we're both stupid but smart and know how to use like our our charm and our wit to our like liking, like how she kind of like gets out of things with Batman in that one episode where he like has her handcuffed in the car and she's like, ah, batty, come on, be man. You know me like, let's, you can let me go. And he's like, yeah, I guess just don't do anything stupid. And she's like, I'm going to go do stupid stuff. See ya. And like the, the two best Harley episodes. And I wonder if they're your favorite ones. The, it's the Harley and Ivy basically go on a shopping spree. It's one of the yes. Christmas things. Oh, um, I love it. But then the other one is when she creates her own plan because yeah. the Joker to her. Yeah, I love that. I love seeing her independence and her strength throughout the series and how more she comes to like know herself and love herself. Which is awesome. What's great about the episode, I don't, I know the Joker comes back, I think, after that episode, but at the mm-hmm. end of that one, he falls, like, into the, to, like, the, like, he falls off the train, I believe it is, mm-hmm. and, like, to the like, abyss, and, like, she's now free of him, in a way, at the end of that episode. Yeah, exactly. They kind of do it like the, oh, like, you're more than this kind of yeah, thing. Sure. And I love Gives her such a spotlight. Yeah, which she deserves. She's an amazing character, and... It's crazy to me that her first appearance was the animated series, and she hasn't been around forever, like however long the Joker's been. I feel like their dynamic really gives him a better character in the sense of, like, oh, no, he's really shitty. Like, guys, like, look, he's a villain. It's not like the other villains that, like, um, Mr. Freeze, who's a villain for his wife. Like, no, Joker's just an asshole. (laughs) Like... It gives him, like, it takes away any sympathy you could have had that, like, this was a man who lived a normal life and then became the Joker. 
And deep down, it's somewhere in him, maybe it's a man. But then you see how abusive or uh, poorly he treats Harley in every single aspect. And you're like, there's no hope for this guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, I th- I don't remember if it's exactly the shopping episode, because I have a terrible memory and everything kind of mushes together. Um, but it's the one where she is staying with Ivy, and he comes to get her back. And he's, like, begging and, like, realizing that he's, like, nothing without her. And it's like, no, you're just being manipulative to get her back to you so you can manipulate her more. Like, that's all this is. Yeah. And so, from the anime series onward, uh, like, further on to the comic books, with, uh, like, I haven't read all of the Harley stuff. I'm pretty bad at reading all of her stuff. But um, the further along it gets... How did the character evolve to you? Like, did did she become? Did you get closer to her through the comics, or as now they have further progressed into the newer stuff, have you felt some disconnect with her? Um, I honestly have not read the newer stuff. I read a couple of the new Fifty Two, and I was like, "Fuck this! Like, this is not Harley to me." It just felt very disconnected, like. There's this where I'm looking at it right now. There's a scene where she is uh, with Power Girl, and it's just very. I love her in Power Girl, but it just seems very like replacing Ivy in a way of their shopping spree in that episode because they're having a shopping spree and doing all that. And it's like, what? Why don't you just have it with Ivy? And she's already, like, a very sexualized character, and I feel like the new 52 did not help with that. I feel like it made it worse by giving her a more male gaze of a look, and it just made me feel like, no, I'm gonna stick with the night and day comic and that series with Ivy, because it's more that she doesn't need the male gaze or anything like that. Like she has a fully covered suit instead of what people would want her to be in. Yeah. And I, and I get that hundred percent with her when, um, I know I, when I read the new 52 suicide squad, it really felt like she was, she was made to be kind of a a, a female joker in a lot of ways where Harley isn't that. And I think the later stuff has kind of come back to realizing Harley isn't the female Joker. She's not the female Deadpool. She's literally just Harley. She's someone who is is crazy, but knows what she's doing at all times. Yeah, she's like a smart bitch. She's a freaking doctor. Like, is Joker a doctor? Uh, no. (laughs) Is Deadpool a doctor? Uh, no. Like, she's her own amazing strong woman that got put in a bad situation and is trying to come out of it but still be that true self that she realized she found of being Harley Quinn instead of Harley Quinzel. And, uh, um, I, I also felt like too with the, the way they did kind of did her dirty in, in the beginning of the New 52 it felt like in the larger fan base and tried to kind of shove her into a corner of any kind of like craziness to say, okay, cool, Harley's just the rip-off this or the rip-off that, because they're, maybe maybe they're too scared of Harley being dynamic enough to warrant literally being her own comic book, like, to have one. Because, like, most villains don't get comic books because they're not dynamic enough to do that. 
And Harley's not even a villain. She's just a person running through life without any rules. Yeah, exactly. She's kind of, she has some, like, obviously bad sides of her. Of Like, you know, boom, boom, you're dead. Haha. <laughs> but also some really amazing things that she does. She has this whole arc where she saves, like, this child from, like, an abusive situation, I think it was. And she's very much, like, if you look at it, she helps a lot of women in, like, bad situations in there. And it's amazing. And I feel like the new 52 just has her working with those women and being, like, ah, ha, 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 crazy, blowing stuff up. While in with her series, she's, like, beating up other bad guys. And she's more of, like, an anti-hero in these. I think people focus so much on like her relationship with the joker even now that it's kind of so far removed in a lot of ways but the movie and the cartoon still focus on oh she just broke up with the joker she's now learning her life without him it's like well at the, by, by now in the comic book she's lived her life without him yep she's been oh, think- doing so much without him and it's, but it's like- such a such a focus still though for everybody yeah everyone kind of is like well, it has to be related to the Joker somehow so we can put him in there to get views. Ha ha ha. Like, and it's like, no, you don't. Put her with Ivy. The gays want that. Put her with Ivy. When her and Ivy are together in a lot of ways, because it's kind of like Thumb and Louise, like that movie where, like, it's two friends who uh, are kind of romantic with each other but at the beginning they are just friends they're the ones that started out together that they're holding each other together back to back fighting against the world that's against them yeah but i feel like the comics also do a point of like queer baiting especially there was this one scene that i saw from the new animated show and it was, like, them hanging out on the couch, like, being together, haha, lesbians. And Ivy's like, oh, my boyfriend. And I'm like, what? Why? You ha-. Like, it's right there. Like, you're playing it out right there. And then she's like, ah, ha, 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 boyfriend. I'm like, no, why can't you both just be two single girls? Like, even if they aren't together, why can't they just be two single girls? Like chilling, relaxing, being badass together without needing a man. Yeah, and I 100% agree with you that it feels like with Harley and even with Ivy to some extent, it they're used in a, in a weird duality of how do we trick people into reading these books with these weird um, quirks? Sometimes behind these things do believe in them. They just don't have the free reign to kind of execute it all. Yeah. It. I'm trying to think of my words. It's like oh, it's fine. they just don't realize that women can have their own comic book series without needing them to have a boyfriend or a relationship. Because there's also like. Um, Starfire. She's with Nightwing the whole time. And it's like, no, she can be on her own. She's a cool, badass alien. Like, she doesn't need him. A bunch of other guys. Yeah. And I feel like the, like, comic book writers are kind of like, well, 
they, especially DC, maybe not Marvel, I don't read much of Marvel, but it seems like they have a far more diverse brand of LGBT, just from what I see. I don't actually know. I don't look into it that much, to be honest. But it feels like with DC, they're like, oh, but they need a partner. They need to be with someone. Like, uh, in that new... Like, no one can be strong on their own in a lot of ways. Yeah, and they don't realize that, that these people can just be on their own and be chilling and don't need, like, a partner or someone else to help them. They're just trying to grab other characters to be like, oh, look, but so-and-so's in this, so give us your views, haha. Give us your money. Look, Harley and Ivy, and then you're going to read this whole thing with all these innuendos, and then you're going to be like, Ah, uh, but the Joker comes back. It's like, no. No, thank you. Especially from DC, because reading enough of both, it's, it's the, you have the strong female characters, but you only have like two or three of them literally being solo in their own book. You have Wonder Woman, and you kind of have Catwoman for the most part. And But then even Harley, Harley's book is always, she's, for the longest time, in recent memory, she's been teaming up with people. Like, right now, I know she's teamed up with Booster Gold because of what happened with them. But, like, they can hold a book by their own because they are strong in the stories you can tell by themselves without having to pair them up with someone. It could be fun. It could be adventurous. And it doesn't tie them down to one location. It doesn't tie them down to one group of characters because they're so dynamic in a lot of ways. Yeah, even with the Gotham City Sirens, that's one of my favorite comic series. But it's still three women that could be on their own, all teamed up. Like Catwoman, Ivy, and Harley. And even, oh, fucking look at the new Birds of Prey movie. Why couldn't have it just been a Harley movie? Just Harley. Little, like, other, maybe, like, other characters being like, hey, hey, what's up? And her being like, what's up? But for the most part, it's, I love this group of women. I love them so much. They are so badass together. It's amazing to see. But at the same time, I just want a sing like, give me, a, like, a Deadpool, like, a first Deadpool movie. Not exactly, because it's not Deadpool. But, like, with Harley, yeah, how he was, like, all on his own. And he was just kind of chilling by himself. And other, like, little characters would come in and, like, help him out in the end. But for the most part, you saw him being badass by himself. The way the box office stuff turned out, it's like when it was labeled as just her, really, that's when people were way more interested because she, everybody knows how to make she can be by herself. Yeah. And it kind of feels like a, a hand holding being like, Oh, but you need other people. It's like, no, she can be badass by herself. Like, most of her own comic is, like, she has goons, like, uh, guys in bowling shirts that are there with her, but they don't, you know, goons, they don't really do shit. And the most teaming up she does is with uh, Robin and Batgirl and then Ivy. And that's that's it. Like, and the rest of the whole series is her by herself. And there's so many amazing stories in it. Yeah, and and I feel like there's so many more that they could eventually, hopefully, get to. And with all of the, the really the female characters and Ivy with her own solo stuff, and mm-hmm. 
And then, like, as right now, Catwoman technically has her own solo series, but I feel like there's way more to explore with all these characters as long as they can be by themselves and be dynamic by themselves. Yeah, I feel like they give them a dynamic of with their friends and all that, but it's like sometimes you can still be yourself by yourself and you don't need other people to encase that, like your personality, who you are by being around them. Like you can still chill by yourself and be you. The Justice League comic, but that doesn't cancel Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, like all their books just because they're in a team book. Like they have their own book because they know they can do both. Yeah. So, Holly, when you found her through the anime series and then through the comics, how how did you feel like after Harley? Kind of like how did how did Darby change after Harley? After learning about Harley, I think I changed and be I became a lot more. Mm, what's the word for less quiet? Outgoing. <laughs> I became more outgoing and being like, oh, I can be funny. Because I I was funny, like, in, like, middle school or high school or whatever. But then I kind of realized, like, oh, no, like, I can be more of who I am and be, like, this silly girl and still have people, like, take me seriously at times. And I can be... I'm trying to think of a good word of it. I can be more me then I felt like I've been shown in other things. I feel like in other shows, it's girls with the three personality traits, the she-go, badass kind of girl, lover, the like quiet book nerd, like Velma type, and then like the girl who like gets all the guys, like Daphne. But it's like, no, there's more to women than that. And Harley helped me realize like, this is a funny character that is strong that went through some abusive shit and is climbing out of it. And it made me t- take a look at my abusive relationship. I was trying to think if there were more than one, but I guess only one big one. And be like, no, like, he was really shitty. He really wanted us to be like Joker and Harley. Because that's when I started being into Harley. And he was like, Haha, we can be like them. And he was very, very manipulative and being like, one of them really reminded, something he said really, really reminded me of Joker. And it was like, oh, my girlfriend died in Ireland and she gave me this rock and now I'm giving this rock to you. And it was like, I don't think that's a, that's not true. Like, I learned afterwards that he was lying and, it was very like, oh, no, that's 100% something Joker would do to try to make Harley feel bad. And it kind of put me like, oh, I can grow out of this like Harley. And that's when I started reading like her comic series and made me realize like, oh, she's so badass on her own. And she's not all in the comic. She's not like, ooh, like I'm hurt from my relationship with Joker. Like, She's kind of like, yeah, it sucked. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Let's move on. And she just kind of goes on with her own shit. And I love that. Yeah. Like, that's the, I think the greatest thing with a lot of these characters is 
the more you connect to one, um, the more it helps you cope with things that you when you did sometimes you didn't even know you had to deal with, but other times the stuff you know you're going through right now. Because I know with um, like it's something I wanted to talk about more in some in other ways, but with in regards to right now, with one of the newer Batman books, it talks kind of like how Bruce, after his parents passed away, tried to end his life before he found his calling to be Batman, and a lot of people kind of didn't like that because like oh Batman, he would never do that, but I'm like. No, a kid that watches both of his parents get shot, he might get to that point. And at the same time, I'm reading someone since I was one years old, loving. Like, my third word was Batman. Like, I love this character. That was a baby. And I'm reading that now, like, oh, when when I've gotten to those points, this fictional character has gotten there, too, because everybody can get there. And how did he cope with it? How did he work through it? Even if he's fictional, he's real to me because I've lived with him for so long. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's also why I kind of fell in love with the character of Batman, too. Uh, My mom died when I was young, and it was kind of like, oh, like, he's badass. I can be badass. Like, my whole life doesn't have to revolve around this one thing, but I can take an aspect from it and grow from there. Yeah, those things were. It's amazing how how much these characters can mean to people and sometimes like they mean things to people in um bad ways like like, as you said like with your 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 ex and him loving joker so much right like that's a bad way to have a character mean a lot to you but if you learn the right lessons from these like they're better than school at times yeah i actually uh in high school my english teacher an amazing strong woman became the mayor of a town here and um we were writing an essay about this book and i obviously did not read the book um and i was like "Eh, it's boring so she was like write this essay and i was honest with her i was like can i just write it about harley quinn and she was like sure just please write something like please do something and i was like okay so i wrote like this whole giant essay about like harley quinn and her strength and how you can realize like feminist aspects from it and like all that and she ate that up so it's kind of like oh this fictional character is helping me in real life by actually i don't know doing something and having a passion for it Moving on, kind of from your history with Harley, what do you, what would do? What do you want to see them do with Harley in the future? Like, what do you want that her to grow into? Um, I know we both talked about how it'd be great if they could just focus on Harley being Harley and not have anybody around her in a lot of ways. But what kind of stories do you think that kind of aspect of Harley could go into? What would you like to see her become or do? I would love to see her being independent and all that, and uh besides like being gay because i just want i want her to date a woman so bad like it's all there it's all right there people like just give it to me it's that easy (laughs) it's i want her to i want them to start a series where nothing is related to joker not one word is uttered about him like it's not like oh she just got out of her relationship with joker oh she just did like the joker's back or oh the joker's on the cover like no i don't want that i literally just want to see her 
being more of an anti-hero type and being like, oh, like, fuck you, Batman. But also, like, I guess we can come to terms with each other and be friends. But, like, I'm still going to kill people. Like, I'm still going to, like, hurt them. Like, I'm still going to beat them up. Um, there was something recently in the Batman books. Like, do you know? You might know. You might not. Uh, do you know all the stuff that's going on with like Joker and Punchline? I do not. So Punchline is a new character that they introduce, who's kind of like joke. They're they're touting her as Joker's new girlfriend, which I think is kind of gross because I don't think that's exactly what she is. But that's how they're kind of uh, advertising her. Oh. And and there's a recent scene because Harley got involved in the recent Batman storyline where she comes face to face with her. And, like, she's been long gone from the Joker. She's over him in a lot of ways. Where she kind of stares at her as, like, you don't know what you're in for, do you? <laughs> like, you have no idea. And, like, the cat woman's with her is like, are you going to tell her? She's like, no. Like, I don't know how to convince someone to get out of this because I didn't know how to get out of it until I did. Like, it's almost interesting. She's like, I... And she, like, she's already started to, like, they fight each other. So they're like, I, sh- I know she's not going to listen to me. So how do I deal with this now? And I think that's an interesting dynamic that hopefully they do right and explore that in a good way, but who knows. Yeah, I actually kind of really love that. I love the idea of Harley being like, I want to help you, but I didn't know how to help myself. So, like, I'll be here for you when you need me kind of thing. Yeah, they they get rid of the idea that Punchline is her his new thing, play thing and move it more to, like, oh, this is a cool new character that is far away from the Joker really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> she, she seems very cool, but, like, they haven't shown her a lot yet. Huh. That's really cool. I really like that. I didn't really think about it like that. So, other than Harley, um, we're moving more into, like, just questions, ones I came up with oh. off of my head for you. Um, what are some of your other favorite characters, and why are they also some of your favorites? Um, I love Deadpool. Like, absolutely adore him. I think he's freaking hilarious, and I love the idea of, like, he's in love with death, but he can't die kind of thing. Like, I think that's a very funny dynamic between them two. And, like, how he is kind of, like, struggling and is, like, haha, mental health issues. And, but still moving on from that. And I love, like, he's, like, the, ah, I'm all alone. Like, fuck everyone. But then he's also, like, all right, well, I'm going to help this one child and tell him that, like, always be there for him because I know what he's going through. And I love that. Um, I love... There's just, like, small characters that I just, like, absolutely adore for, like, no reason, really. Uh, uh, Stephanie Brown, uh, the, she was Robin, and then Batgirl, and I think it's Hush? Don't quote me on that. She becomes, but something like that. But I love her. I think she's just so quirky and cute and funny, and I adore that. And characters, just, like, cute little, like, Silly Girls is, like, my jam. I love Starfire. She was huge. Like, I watched um, Teen Titans growing up, and I was like, I love her. Like, she has no idea what's happening on this planet sometimes, but at the same time, like, she's doing her best. She's trying her hardest. She's making friends. 
and it's just so nice to see. And I was like, yeah. I didn't like the Titans go at first, and then I started watching it more, and I was like, ah, shit, I love this. It's really funny once you get past that it's not your show. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was like, oh, they're making another Teen Titans, like that kind of mentality. And then I was like, fuck it, like that doesn't matter. Like it's giving other younger kids, because I work with students and it's kind of made me be like, oh, we both love these shows. They, I have these younger girls that I always try to teach, like to love themselves, to think they're beautiful, to like, hold themselves up and now they can look at starfire and raven and be like oh yeah and not have to watch like the older shows that probably aren't as accessible as teen titans go is and honestly it gives them kind of a starting point more than i think old teen titans was for us in a lot of ways because it was very dark like, I don't think kids need more dark things to enjoy at the moment because yeah. they're kind of living in it. Um, you know, my favorite Deadpool comic, I don't know if you ever read it. It's a him and Cable team up for something dumb. And somehow Cable messed up or Deadpool messed up and they got Hitler into like the 1950s with a, like, a mech. And Deadpool's like, well, we got to solve this issue. That's really funny. It sounds really familiar. I probably saw something about it. My, but... my favorite, my favorite thing is that it ends with them basically just shooting him with a machine gun and like destroying him, and they teleport him back into his own time. And his soldiers open up the door and the, and they see all the bolt holes and they're like suicide, suicide, and they close the door. Oh my god, That's so funny. Yeah, if I can find that issue, I will. I'll tell you what number that is. But um, please. If if you would if you would like to write a comic book one day, what would you want to write? I would definitely write something Harley, and I would explore her dynamics with herself and being like, uh, as I was saying before, like nothing Joker related, like uh uh-uh, uh, nope, and more of her being like, all right, now what? Like, I know who I am. I know what I want to do. Do I still want to do this hero stuff or do I like want to go back to being a doctor? And it kind of explores like the obviously they wouldn't let her become back to a doctor for her being like a well, I could be like a therapist for my villain friends kind of thing. I think it would be really funny and cute to see like her all in her doctor outfit and <laughs> like Two-Face coming in and being like I need help and her being like I got you. I think that would be... I would pick up that book day one, probably. That would be super cute. Because I feel like no one ever remembers that she's, like, a therapist. Like, she went to school and all that shit, people. Like, damn. Like, a, a guy tries to, like, overstep their boundaries. She just psychoanalyzes them, and then, like, some of the other characters, she just starts psychoanalyzing them about what's going on. God, that would be so funny. If she's just, like, talking to Ivy, and she's like, oh, yeah, no, this, this, and this happened to you, and, uh, and Ivy's like, what the fuck? Ruby Darby for talking to me about Harley, uh, and being on this. Is there anything you'd like to plug, uh, anything that you're doing besides, uh, uh, helping kids in school? Um, you could follow my Twitter, uh, at Legend of Darby. I 
posts the worst content and it's great and I love it. And then my Twitch, I'm going to try to start doing more, but no promises. <laughs> and that is also Legend of Darby. And being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Hey everybody, it's Jesse coming at you again at the end of the episode to uh, plug more of the podcast, social media links, and where you can reach us at, and how you can support us, and also who did the theme song and the logo. You can find us on Twitter at Comic Books pod you can find us on facebook at uh, facebook.com slash comic books matter that's a brand new facebook page give it a like um, you can reach us through email at comic books matter at gmail.com you can support us on patreon for one dollar if you would like it's patreon.com slash comic books matter uh, we are also going to start posting exclusive uh, extras on there soon but those are in the works and it's going to probably be a few more weeks um, the person who did our logo is my friend Steven. If you ever see Steven, say, hey, thanks for the logo. He has nothing to promote still at the moment. Uh, and the, um, the theme song is done by David Setzia, I believe, maybe. You can never pronounce his last name right. Uh, it's called Join the Restaurant, and I found it on myfreemusicarchive.org. Thanks, guys.